The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Fritz. What up, peeps, and welcome to episode 33 of the Fretzelmania podcast, Edge of the Crown. I'm Mr. Fretz. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E mania. This podcast can be heard on Russell Attic Radio, The Cure, for the common wrestling podcast across all common listening platforms. And today I am reviewing Monday Night Raw from 20 years ago today. That is June 25th, 2001. The fallout from the King of the Ring review coming to Patreon next week. Benoit is in surgery. Stone Cold Steve Austin was also hospitalized. We have a new King of the Ring in Edge. And WCW fires the first shot of the invasion in the hallowed halls of Madison Square Garden. Stay tuned for a historic episode, my friends. Folks, we have arrived at one of the main reasons I started reviewing Monday Night Raw for the podcast. Not only to line up with the 20 Bell Salute, my 20-year look back on wrestling and pop culture, but also because I just wanted to go through the invasion once again with fresh eyes just to see if it was as bad as people think or if my rose tinted glasses are tinted just a little bit too brightly by the way mance the delight show i love that you're doing monday night raw from the very start you have about uh eight and a half years to catch up with me great great episode by the way if you ever need a little bit of help from wrestling of that time hit me up bro now it is monday june 25th 2001 the night after king of the ring monday night raw is emanating from the historic the legendary madison square garden in new york City. Chris Benoit has had major surgery. Stone Cold Steve Austin has also been hospitalized following his successful title defense against Benoit and Jericho. A cold open for the show. This is even before we heard Thorn in Your Eye. Vince McMahon walks to the ring and addresses the rumor that at King of the Ring, a WCW star would win the WWE title and defect to WCW. That, of course, didn't happen because Stone Cold retained. And, like clockwork, like Pavlov's wrestling fans, 
Boom. Asshole. Chance by the New York faithful. That didn't happen, and it won't happen. Stone Cold Steve Austin won the title on his own, despite interference from the WCW champion, Booker T. Now, the question, this bit by Vince McMahon, this next bit is hilarious. The question on every sociologist's mind is, what does the T stand for? Does it stand for T as in T-E-E or T-E-A, the tea you drink, or T as in terrible, or a trash, or <laughs> troglodyte. <laughs> Cheapers creepers, Vince. And he says, he looks like one, and maybe the T here will stand for temporarily employed. Vince McMahon states that it is his intention to once again put WCW out of business. No WCW star has any business being in Madison Square Garden. This is hallowed grounds where no WCW star ever has or ever will have walked. Okay, Vince. <clears throat> Ric Flair, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Brian Pillman, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Jim Cornette, The Rock and Roll Express, The Midnight Express, technically, because Stan Lane was a commentator. <clears throat> This is the house that the WWE built. And throughout the night, we see all these vignettes about historic moments and historic people of Madison Square Garden. We start off with the man who is considered to be the grandfather of the WWE, and that is Vince's dad, the late Vincent James McMahon who is being inducted in the MSG Hall of Fame. We hear that classic new generation Hall of Fame violin intro. This must have been when VJM, I think was inducted in like 94, maybe 95, 96, somewhere in that in that range. Yeah, the Hall of Fame for WWE took place at different parts. It used to take place during King of the Ring, of all places. I think King of the Ring 94. That might have been when Vince got inducted because this intro was narrated by someone who we just saw at NXT TakeOver In Your House. And that is, of course, Todd Pettengill. And you see footage of Classy Freddy Blassie from about maybe 93, 94, 95. You see the late, great Grill Monsoon. Both of these folks get mega pops, and you, you hear this bit where VJM is instrumental in bringing Andre the Giant to America. Again, a monster pop for the late, great Andre the Giant. Vince McMahon, uh, James McMahon, sold the Madison Square Garden out a record 21 consecutive times. And, you know, Vince, you can tell he had a little bit of a teary-eyed there. 
from from seeing his dad on screen. Happy belated Father's Day to the OG Mr. Fretz, by the way. Hope you're feeling good, Pops. He won't hear this. Dad doesn't have a smartphone even, but hey, cheers to you, Pop. And Vince McMahon guarantees many more memories. This is when we get the, thorn in your eye. Okay, don't copyright strike us now here. JR and Paul Heyman open the show to plug what is going on. JR addresses the injury of Chris Benoit. He addresses Stone Cold Steve Austin has also been hospitalized. We'll get to that in a little bit. And we have the Dudley Boys versus the Brothers of Destruction for the tag titles later in the night. Pardon me a moment there. I got sand all up in my hair, what little of it I have left. Y'all know... I live on a beach, and for the past couple of weeks, it has been hot as balls. It has been 25, 30 degrees Celsius. Uh, America, I'm sorry, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. That's probably somewhere in the 70s and 80s. I speak Canadian on this show. As you know, I had sent all up in my hair from just walking towards the water. You know, I live on Lake Huron, so... I'm like a half half a kilometer from from water. My my place is. I'm walking towards there because I'm gonna go eat dinner at, at a local bar in town. Yes, we have outdoor dining now. Thank you very much, Justin Trudeau and Druggy Dougie Ford. You absolute tools. I was feeling like some greasy appetizers. For, for dinner tonight because I am a fully grown 37-year-old adult who decided to have buffalo chicken wontons and deep-fried pickles and beer for dinner. Don't worry, Mom. I'm going to be having some vegetables here very soon. I'm going to make a carrot, celery, and cucumber platter to snack on while I watch a little bit of Monday Night Raw if I don't turn it off in complete boredom in the first hour, that is, and then turn on my switch. Test versus Rhino for the hardcore title. And I totally forgot that Test had another hardcore championship run. Spoiler alert for uh, the closing segment of the show. And Test, yes, is of course the pride of Oshawa, Ontario. And the only people hearing this that will know where Oshawa is are Super Canadian Fan and Slack FU Slack. On SmackDown 10 days previous to this, Stacy Keebler, aka from WCW, Miss Hancock, Hancock, real, real subtle, has a distraction spot to, uh, allow Tess to hit a trash can-assisted big boot into the face of Rhino. And this is huge foreshadowing with the benefit of foresight here. Hindsight? Foresight? Which one is it? I don't know. I <laughs> I press on. This is definitely foreshadowing for something we would see a year and a half from now. Stacy Keebler being the manager, and I think IRL dating Test where test fans would be known as a throng of testicles. 
man, excuse me for a second. Ah, there. That'll kill the last few remaining, remaining brain cells. Paul Heyman makes a great reference here that uh, New York folks, Issa, if you're hearing this somehow, Ricky, I know you're on the island, but maybe you spent some time in NYC. They brawl all the way to 42nd Street. How far is that from MSG? Someone please hit me up. Yes, they brawl all the way to the back. There's a bit here where Tess sets Rhino on a pile of tables here, climbs this platform nearby, and does the that awesome flying elbow that, that Tess could do. For a big dude, for as big as a dude as Andrew Martin was, he was pretty damn agile around this time in his career. Unfortunately, things would allow him to expand in size and would probably be one of the components in his early passing. May he rest in peace. He puts Rhino in one of these wheelie cart things that I guess some restaurants or arenas would use to uh, wheel around garbage in and he just rams it right into the wall eventually rhino regains control and gores test into a steel wall and wins back his hardcore title and as rhino is celebrating his new title win someone is bolting towards him in the background, he's getting closer, getting closer. You can see a WCW logo. Holy crap. It's the career killer. It's that 70s guy. It's Team Canada member and the... Oh, oh boy, I'm going to need a set for this one. Fat Chick Thriller. Mike Awesome. He hits an awesome bomb through a ladder onto Rhino and a WCW superstar is now the WWE Hardcore Champion. We just kicked off Monday Night Raw and we already have a new champion. We got two more title match, three more title matches to go tonight. And we're kicking off with a new champion. This is the first unofficial shot, kind of, although there was other ones a couple weeks ago. Lance Storm, Stacey Keebler. But this is an MSG. WWE's home. That's as if the shoe was on the other foot. And, I don't know, Stone Cold Steve Austin hits Bill Goldberg with his car in the Georgia Dome or at whatever the soundstage was for WCW Saturday Night. Was it at Disney Universal Studios? Yeah, let's go with that. This is huge historic stuff. And me being a 17-year-old Mark at the time, I'm pretty sure I pissed off both of my parents by yelling so loud, holy shit, or something to that Regard my dad having to wake up at three in the morning to go to the butcher shop to work. And wait a minute, I was working for him at the time, so I was going to. After the break, we get right into 
another title match, and it is the Light Heavyweight Championship, a rematch from the King of the Ring between Jeff Hardy, the champion, defending against X-Pac. X-Pac was unsuccessful in his quest to be the light heavyweight champion at King of the Ring. Here's his second shot at the gold, and you will hear this exclusively on Patreon, but on the network, I don't know about Peacock, the King of the Ring is so far the only place I've been able to find Uncle Cracker being used as X-Factor's theme. So, Apron Bump, I know you're listening to this right now. Go and turn on King of the Ring, and you won't hear this shitty dubbed over uh, X-Factor theme. You'll hear full on, I got everything I ever wanted, and I'll never get that back. I know you hate X-Factor, but you ain't gonna look at me like that. I said, what you looking at? Oh yeah, and this month, I think Uncle Cracker's debut also came out. It had this song on it. It also had Follow Me. I believe it had his cover of uh, Drift Away, but that might have been his follow-up album. Paul Heyman reminds us that Monday Night Raw is brought to you by Stacker 2, Castrol GTX, and Uncle Ben's Mini Bowls. I have not seen those things in ages. I've been a grocery clerk for nine years now, and we have never carried those at my workplace as long as I can remember. We have fast and fancy rice. We have the other kinds of Uncle Ben's rice and the big ass bags of rice that cost like 10 bucks in the last 73 years. Right away, MSG serenades. X-Pac with X-Pac sucks chance. There's a really nice spot here when X-Pac is trying to get back in the ring and Jeff Hardy, no, Jeff is trying to get back in the ring and does a backflip over X-Pac. There is a baseball slide to the outside. A lot of great high-flying offense here by, by these two. There is a swanton bomb by Jeff Hardy, but he misses, and then X-Pac backslides Jeff Hardy with his feet on the ropes. Hey, ref. Hey, ref. Look, look. No. And new light heavyweight champion X-Pac. X-Pac finally has some singles gold in WWE for the first time since 1999 as the European champion. It's kind of neat. They're trying to build around this cruiserweight light heavyweight division. We have people like Jerry Lynn and Crash Holly, Jeff Hardy, X-Pac, the WCW folks coming in, like Shane Helms, Billy Kidman. It's kind of the genesis of what would be a great division on SmackDown, who they would eventually get, you know, Tajiri, Paul London, Brian Kendrick, Psychosis, Chavo Guerrero, all these people, some of these people were in the invasion or in developmental at the time. And man, it's just so cool to see two people who could be considered pioneers of light heavyweight, junior heavyweight wrestling going on for the title at this point in time. Vince McMahon is absolutely pissed. Stone Cold and Deborah walk in. Where the hell have you been? Talks about how 
Mike Awesome. His words raped him. Yes, Vince McMahon used that word in that context. How a WCW wrestler won a WWE title in MSG. Stone Cold says he doesn't care. I am still the champion. But hey, while we're at it, where were you last night when Booker T came in and put me through a table and injured me? Blah, 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 blah. Bickering, 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 blah, blah, blah. LOL, JK. They take a page from Dr. Shelby and hug it out. There was another MSG promo, this time highlighting Bruno Sammartino. I believe at this point in time, Bruno and the WWE were not on speaking terms, so it was a little odd to, to see this. But, you know, again, with the, the benefit of history and looking back, it, they managed to mend the fences before he passed, so that's really good. Trish and the Big Show backstage, and the Big Show is trying to hit on Trish, with a big show pointing down to his feet t-shirt. Yes, the big show arrow is pointing to his feet. At least that's what Trish Stratus said. She knows what big show was trying to say here, but she was just trying to get away from this. And there's a match with Matt Hardy for the European title. Big show is like, hey, uh, if I, when I win this title, how about you join me on a little bit of a European vacation? We can go to the, all the great places like France and Italy and China and, oh, God. big show. No. And Trish is like, yeah, that sounds good. Can we have separate rooms? Ooh, denied. Trish walks away and big show is laughing at his own joke, calling himself a genius. You, sir, are no Lanny Poffo. And I've met Lanny Poffo. He is a very, very smart man who uh, asked me if I had a what bar because I was wearing an OSW Review t-shirt when I met him. What bar is the genius? Speaking of two people who would need a bar and not a chocolate bar, but a drinking bar. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kurt Angle are with Vince McMahon here. And you can tell there's already a little bit of animosity and jealousy between Kurt Angle and Steve Austin. They make fun of each other for being hurt or something like Kurt Angle. Like, you know, hey, how are you, Vince? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I got a concussion, but I'll make it. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin's like, you get a concussion, but you make it. You're pathetic. Uh, okay. Then we see another MSG promo here with the history of superstar Billy Graham. A, another long title run in the WWWF. Steven Richards is in the ring and he says that three words... Come to mind when I think of New York City. What? A cesspool. 
are you sure you weren't in Toronto? Because Toronto is a freaking hole in the ground. I, as much as I love my teams from Toronto, I loathe the city of Toronto. It is a fucking dump. But because they're in NYC, they need a hometown hero to stick up to the evil Pennsylvanian, I, I, I guess. And it's Taz! And this match is over before it begins. Tazplex, Taz Mission, tap out. And according to Paul Heyman, Mayor Giuliani's favorite wrestler, Taz, wins this match. A quick, quick hometown pop for the human suplex machine. And here we see Tajiri holding up the Stanley Cup. I mean, the king of the ring trophy. Angle and Austin hang out, but Austin goes to Vince and says that he doesn't want Kurt around. We are going to have a coronation of the new king of the ring, but I'm going to do that after I take this commercial break. So when I come back, Edge is crowned the king of the ring and challenged by a former king of the ring award winner. We see a WCW wrestler at WWF New York. And the tag team and European titles are on the line. Will we go 4 for 4 and see two new champions? Stay tuned and find out. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager of Wrestle Addict Radio and host of Kings of the Rings podcast. And it must be Friday because right now you are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Now enjoy the rest of the show. And welcome back to Fretzelmania, Edge of the Crown. Speaking of Edge, I'll get to him in just a second. But first, this segment of the show is brought to you by our Patreon, patreon.com slash WrestleAddictRadio, the cure for the common wrestling Patreon. You get exclusive shows, such as my 20-bell salute, the 20-year look back on pop culture and wrestling. King of the Ring will be up very soon. You also get Tales of an Epic Nature by King Ricky Rose, The Secret Files with Mr. YLP, Willie T's Wrestle Wars. Again, I know it's been a while since they've been updated. Peacock, seriously get your ish together. You also get 15% off of our merch on spring. It is still June and there is still time to get Pride merch. All the links will be in the description of this podcast. The coronation of the 2001 King of the Ring, Edge is now Commissioner Regal and his assistant, his Dwight Schrute, Tajiri, is in the ring with a Stanley Cup-esque trophy being awarded to the winner. I guess it's better than having this Bill and Ted-esque 80s cool guy Edge being all decked out in, in kingly gear. So... It's, it's the next best thing, but I think it's so funny that it looks so much like the Stanley Cup. It's not even funny. So Edge and Christian come out to the ring here. They do a five-second pose with the trophy. 
why they didn't do like the every Stanley Cup winner in hockey raising it above their head and kissing it or something like that. But you start to notice little tiny nuances here, little, little things here that looking back will start to make a lot of sense. Christian holds up the trophy, sets it down, and he gives it a little look. And that's kind of a, did you see that moment? You know, that uh, botch guy, botchy on YouTube, hilarious fellow Canadian, Love that dude. Bocce, if you're hearing this, shout out to you, bro. Maybe collab sometime. Hit me up. Uh, Christian speaks on behalf of Edge for a little bit, saying that my only regret about this is that that chump stained Shane McMahon cost me my match with Kurt Angle and cost me the chance to face my brother in the finals. Despite overcoming the Big Show and Kane, who both weigh a combined 1,000 pounds. Not quite there, Mr. Christian. Ed starts talking, and then Billy Gunn comes out to the ring for some reason. Billy Gunn's like, you know, I am a former king of the ring. Welcome to the Winner's Club. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, uh, where's Mabel, Ken Shamrock, Haku, Randy Savage, Harley Race, Junkyard Dog? Oh, he's dead. Um... When Hart's dead. Um, who, who else was there? Macho King. Anyways, my joke is ruined. And he says that, yeah, I won the 1999 King of the Ring. Last year I had a shoulder injury, and this year I'm not even in the damn tournament. And Edge says, You sound like a human vacuum cleaner where you both suck and blow at the same time. If, you know, if I go to the King of the Ring two years from now, and I'm not defending a title or even having a match. Just shoot me. You've done nothing with your King of the Ring since then. And I vow not to, in parentheses, Billy Gunn this King of the Ring title. Now, I decree that in the, the first thing in the era of awesomeness is to totally annihilate Billy Bitch Cakes. And then Christian kisses the not Stanley Cup. Edge is, oh, he also says, I plan to be entertaining. <laughs> Zing. The Brothers of Destruction versus the Dudley Boys for the tag team titles. And this is, as BK Murphy would say, meat slapping majesty. I do not have the soundboard. Willie T, that's your gimmick. I'll let you do that. This is a whole bunch of big meaty men slapping meat and everything. A whole lot of that. And eventually, in this quite short match actually, Albert runs out to the ring. Speaking of slapping meat, he hits the bolo bomb on Kane and the Dudley boys retain. Immediately after taking that bolo bomb, Kane sits up and chases him to the back. The Undertaker gets his heat back by chokeslamming Bubba Ray Dudley, much to the approval of his then-wife Sarah, who had accompanied them to the ring. They walk up to the ramp. They're about to do the, the, the fist at the top of the ramp spot, but it's him. It's him. It's DDP. Chairs the dead man and tries to drag Sarah by her hair, but to no... Avail. 
William Regal and Tajiri are discussing how they can punish Chris Jericho for threatening to take the WWF title to WCW. And Tajiri, who is not speaking a lick of English at this point in time, is motioning that Chris Jericho should have a match with him. A match with you? Well, all right then. The Japanese Buzzsaw versus the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla? Sign me up. Matt Hardy versus Big Show with Trish for some reason. Uh, there is a reason because Matt is with Lita and um, how WWE portrayed women at this point in time. Yay! Candy! Eye candy! That's what I was trying to say. Oh, my lord. And <laughs> there's a line here with, uh, uh, with Heyman. That the Big Show is the number one ladies' man in New York next to Derek Jeter. And even today, at, is Derek Jeter retired? Yeah, even today, he uh, he could still be a big-time ladies' man. And for some reason here, Trish kisses Matt. Oh, wait, for the reason for Lita to come in and pull off her top. Relax, dudes, she's wearing a bra. And there is a choke slam here, but Lita kicks Big Show right in his little show causing the disqualification. A twist of fate is denied, and Matt Hardy is just sent out of the ring, and he bails, because uh, I am not going to deal with a pissed-off giant that my girlfriend just kicked in the stones. Bye. We done. We're done here, folks. Good night. WWF New York. We were supposed to get Perry Saturn... And Terry. Oh, great. We were going to get the concussed wonder himself, Perry Saturn. But wait a minute. That's the owner of WCW. That's Shane McMahon. What is Shane McMahon doing in W? His dad owns the WWF. That's what he's doing there. Vince, I can't come beat with your checkbook, but I can compete with your brains. It's finally time for the WCW to invade the WWE. My grandfather, Vincent James McMahon, is smiling in the rafters, rafters of MSG because I'm going to do to you what you did to your own dad and put you out of business. Leading the charge here is the WCW champion, Booker T, who calls out Stone Cold Steve Austin. Backstage, we start to see the APA leading the charge for the WWF against the smelly, the hated WCW, meeting them in their office, in parentheses, you know, the circular table, the door, the smokes, the beer, the everything. And the APA are firing up the boys here. And amongst the boys here are Haku, Raven, Steve Blackman, Taka Michinoku, Bull Buchanan, The Good Father, S.A. Rios, Al Snow, Bob Holly. And you know what here? Just, just send Haku out there. And Haku will kill them all in the snap of a finger. Probably only using a finger. We then see the 
infamous Jimmy Snuka steel cage dive promo from 1983 against Magnificent Morocco. We've all seen it a number of times, and now knowing the grim details of the late, not great Jimmy Snuka, it's a little bit sour to look at now. A cool moment, but sour due to the, you know. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kurt Angle are sent to WWF New York, which is only a couple of blocks away from MSG to ambush Booker T and Shane. Christian is coming to the ring here with Edge, and he loves that trophy oh so much. Maybe a little too much. Now, I know these two Ontario boys, they're big-time hockey fans, you know. Edge was born in Orangeville, Ontario, just outside of Toronto, not too far from where I live now. Christian was born in Kitchener, Ontario, home of the historic OHL franchise, the Kitchener Rangers, a junior hockey team that gave us players such as Al McInnes, Jeff Skinner, and Gabriel Landeskog, to name just a few. Paul Coffey, I think, as well, was, was a Kitchener Ranger. So, yeah, maybe it's normal to look at a trophy that looks like the Stanley Cup and love it. Plus, they're Leaf fans, so, like me, we don't know what winning even <laughs> is. Behind the referee's back, Christian hits the Reverse DDT backbreaker, allowing Edge to easily nail bitch cakes with the education. Stone Cold Steve Austin calls from traffic. And, you know, Vince McMahon is like, listen, I know he's a dork, but he's a dangerous dork. And he's our dork. Okay, good bit. That was a good bit there. Another MSG history moment with... WrestleMania 1 and Big John Studd versus Andre the Giant, the $15,000 Body Slam Challenge. Tajiri versus Chris Jericho. JR says something here that William Regal as a general manager is no Rudy Giuliani. How dare you, sir, says Paul Heyman. Uh, I think Giuliani, as a mayor, was one of those historic turn the city around or was he the total opposite uh anyone here new york folk that are listening to this can really just correct me on this uh i know isa you live in nyc but you probably don't listen to this you don't follow me on twitter so no problem there ricky i know you live on the island but maybe you spent some time in nyc and you're aware of giuliani next time we chat up you can you can let me know what the deal is with Giuliani. And we see Y2J's cool new countdown Tron. I, I can't really describe it. Uh, it has a new countdown. It has a new effect. It shows like a shadow something of Chris Jericho walking. It's really cool looking. It's my favorite of his uh, his countdown things, even more than the Save Us Y2J computer-generated matrixy kind of thing. Yeah, this thing also kind of reminded me a little bit of the the Matrix in a way. In a way. I, I thought this is where he was going to say welcome to Madison Square Jericho, but I don't think he did this. He called uh, Steve Austin Stone Cold Steve Ass Clown. This very same thing my best friend uh, Wakely used to call Stone Cold, but he used to call him Stone Cold Steve Asshole. 
even just to piss me off because it was it was fun. Wakely, I love you, buddy. Shout out uh, to you if you're hearing this. We see a walls of Jericho here being uh, locked in. Chris, I mean, William Regal distracts. Jericho nails him with a baseball slide drop kick in the ring. Regal tries to hold Jericho for Tajiri to do something to him. But Jericho ducks. Regal gets the green mist in his face. Jericho gets the bulldog and the lion's help and wins a quick, decent match between two insanely talented wrestlers. Vince McMahon is in the ring saying for Stone Cold Steve Austin, when I make this signal, you make a move. MSG is hollowed ground that has been soiled by WCW. But as the old saying goes, all's well that ends well. Or Roswell that ends well. My favorite episode of Futurama. And if you know, you know. The plan is here for Austin to kick Booker's butt and for Angle to kick Shane's because there is still some unfinished business between those two, despite the fact they had a grueling street fight the night before. Angle and Austin are shown at WWF New York, and they are notified that Booker and Shane left. Steve Austin says, I came here to kick ass. Then... The WCW logo fires up on the screen. Here comes the money. Shane McMahon outsmarts Vince. Booker T jumps Vince McMahon, hits the axe kick, the spinner Rooney. The battle lines have been drawn. The invasion is here. The WWF roster bolts to the ring as the owner of WCW and its champion, Get out of Dodge. Again, we're here. And my God, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Now for what I remembered from this show was, of course, the Edge promo and Billy Bitchcakes. What I forgot. I forgot that the shots were fired at MSG. That Mike Awesome won the hardcore title at MSG. I know he won the hardcore title. I thought it was maybe in July leading up to the invasion pay-per-view, but no, here we are. It's, it's in June. It's on June 25th, 2001. And what would I change? I could be honest. I wouldn't change a damn thing on this episode of raw. I thought it was great, it was entertaining, it was captivating, and it wrote a great story because you have the history of the WWE and MSG and an outside force coming in to disturb it. That was good. Uh, again, I'm going to record King of the Ring. Maybe when I'm done recording this, if I'm feeling up to it, if not, I'll I'll get around to it. But I actually can't wait to watch and cover Invasion. I have Invasion on DVD, and I've watched it countless times. So I could probably do a review of it right now if I really wanted to. But 
time is of the essence. I'm going to make a snack, maybe watch a little bit of Raw, or just uh, play some Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Anywho, that has been it for this episode of WrestleMania. Thank you very much for listening. Like, subscribe, buy our merch, support us on Patreon. Listen to Kings of the Rings podcast, The Delight Show, Mr. YLP, The Young Lions Perspective, and me, Fretzelmania. Special shout-outs go out to Nate the effing great of the Game Changer, the Apron Bump Podcast, the hardest part of the ring, and the Ruthless Aggression Podcast as well. Have a good one, folks. We'll see you in July. Holy crap, we're already in July. My God, this year is flying by. Oh, and uh, happy Canada Day and 4th of July.